0: You are listening to the Self-Trust Solution Podcast with Dawn Leday, episode number four. Welcome back. So I talk a lot about decisions, especially as it relates to achieving anything, because it is one of the key components of achievement. Make decisions, follow through, and have your own back. And that first step of making a decision, oftentimes we are believing that they are hard to make and it doesn't have to be the case. And honestly, it's not the case for you in so many ways. You make micro decisions all day and probably some pretty big decisions as well. Some of them feel pretty routine or standard or maybe they're habitual. And so it's not something that you think as much about, but you still are making decisions all day, every day. So today, what I want to talk to you about specifically when it comes to decision-making is how to own your decisions. And what does that even mean? It means acknowledging and accepting your decisions as a choice that you Make or have made, whether intentionally or unintentionally, because our goal would be to make all decisions intentional. Now, what does it not mean to own your decisions? I think it's important that we look at this because I want to make sure again, we are always looking at how can we infuse self care into. These three steps of making decisions, following through and having your own back. And so it is very important to recognize that owning your decisions does not mean adding disclaimers to it, such as I had to or I had no choice or delegating why you made it to some other person or situation. It also doesn't mean judging yourself for making the decision. It doesn't mean telling yourself that you should have made a better decision. It doesn't mean second guessing your decision or belaboring what else you could have done. It does not mean making every decision you make doesn't mean that it turns out the way you want it to. I'm sorry about that. But owning your decisions doesn't determine the outcome of the decision. In some ways, It actually does because the outcome, what you make it mean, is going to impact your willingness to continue making decisions, especially as it relates to that specific topic. So we're going to talk much more about that. But why is this important? So our brains would rather be confused Mm -hmm. or delegate responsibility for our decisions than own them because... Decisions are scary when our brain offers up all that can go wrong, which it often does. And confusion pretends to be a defense mechanism that actually robs you of your ownership, your will and want. Because life is a series of choices and decisions. This is your power, your choice, your agency, This is your free will. It's one of the few places we have true control. Owning your decisions feeds this power and opens you up to more deliberate and intentional decisions towards results you want to create in your life. It doesn't mean every decision is easy or even desirable, but when we let confusion or indecision take over... We're robbing ourselves of our truth and possibility. So I'll give you an example. If you were let go from a job and subsequently started a business, not owning your decision to start a business would sound like, well, I had to do something versus owning your decision to start a business would sound like I decided to start a business. The first has a very disempowering view of owning a business. It will likely lead to further decisions or indecisions of disempowerment, such as focusing on things you don't know how to do instead of what you do know and how you know how to figure things out that you don't know. The latter is full of ownership that will lead to further decisions of empowerment, such as honing in on what you do know. And mapping out what you need to figure out, and then doing that, figuring it out. So, what does not owning your decisions cost you? It can cost you time, energy, and even money. And it definitely costs you self trust, it costs you responsibility. Not owning your decisions is, in many cases, letting decisions be made for you. I'm sure you've heard this before, but indecision is a decision. It's a decision to not make a conscious, deliberate decision. It's not taking a deliberate part in what happens in your life and becoming victim to previous decisions you have made. And by not changing them, actually continue to make. Often this leads to blaming the decision or others for what happens losing sight of the fact that this is a decision you made and can be unmade or chosen differently. Sometimes we spend so much time, energy, and money trying to fix a problem that could be changed by owning our decisions and deciding if we want to individually continue choosing them or make new choices. I sold my car as a desperate attempt to move my body more and leave work at a reasonable time. This had me walking two miles to and from work and leaving before it got too dark outside. I spent so much time and energy on how I was working too much and chained to my desk, completely blaming the job. I spent so much money on Ubers to the places I couldn't walk or the weather didn't permit. All I had to do was own my decision to work those long hours And not exercise, so that I could see that I continued to make those decisions and could choose to continue, adjust that decision, or change it completely. What does owning your decisions get you? It gets you confidence to make new decisions, it gets you increased self trust to tell yourself the truth about what you want and don't want, what you choose and don't choose all without judgment or obligation to act. It means not having to hide when you make a decision, even if it's contrary to what you want. You do it deliberately and with full ownership, knowing and liking your reasons. It makes it safe to evaluate your decisions. So you can make even more informed new ones that get you closer to things you want to create in your life. I also have a client who has a job and She thinks she's trapped. One of her thoughts is, I feel trapped. And feeling trapped is optional here because when we explored that thought, what was true is that she didn't want to work that many hours. And what was true was that there were other things she wanted to work on. So she didn't think she had enough time. But what else was true is that she was choosing to stay in this job for at least two years. And owning that decision, she was able to see that is the decision she chooses. That is the right decision for her at this time because the money that is consistent and reliable in that job is important to the next phase of her life and the business that she's creating. What else is true is that she actually works half as much hour-wise as she used to. What else is true is that she has ample PTO that she can utilize. And the more that we looked at this thought, I'm trapped in how it's true and how it's not true, there was so much more evidence to support what you probably already knew, which is trapped was a thought, not a fact. And knowing that she was deliberately choosing and then owning that decision to stay for two more years, she could allow herself to enjoy those two years instead of telling herself that she's trapped. She never has to second guess that decision again. Now she absolutely can, but At this point, she can always remind herself that this is what I chose at this moment. So I've mentioned not owning my own decisions and specifically how it related to getting rid of my car to move more, taking that drastic choice, which is what can happen when we're not owning our decisions and really looking clearly, we can make some rash choices that don't speak to the true root of what's going on. So that was evident in so many places of my work and life during that time. And how it presented for me was I was focused on what I was doing and what other people weren't doing, losing complete sight of the truth that I was choosing this. And I was becoming a victim of my own choices because I wasn't owning them. And I kept choosing these decisions over and over again. Each time I went to work, each time I worked more hours than I needed to, each time I left at a ridiculous hour, each time I got involved in something that wasn't mine to deal with. And maybe this sounds familiar to you, whether in your personal or your work life. So often we forget we are choosing because maybe we forgot that we chose it, or maybe it's painful to admit, or maybe you don't believe you can choose differently. This too is a choice and it's so normal. Our brains tell us it's dangerous to own it because it will mean something about you or you don't know what to do. Or it's better to stay with what you know. And this is simply not true. You can own your choices and you don't have to. But not choosing is twice disempowering. First, by not owning your choice. And second, by not giving yourself the chance to choose differently if you want. The truth is sometimes we make decisions and they work out. And sometimes we make decisions and they don't. Sometimes they work out better than we planned. Sometimes they don't. This is true whether we own them or not. The benefit of owning your decisions is standing in full honesty and agency of you and your glorious power to decide. So I want to give you five ways that you can own your decisions. The first one is to acknowledge it, acknowledge that it's a decision that you made without adding any layers to it or blame or reasons why you felt like you had to just acknowledge that you made the decision. That's step number one. The second is to remind yourself why you made it. Was it the best decision that you could make at that time based on the information you had, based on who you were at the time of making it, based on the resources or information that you had available to you? If the answer is yes, own that, accept it. If the answer is no, why? What is it that made it not a good choice Based on what you knew at the time, who you were, and what you had access to. That will lead you to the third way to own your decisions not judge, but to evaluate. So leave the judgment aside and instead evaluate what this decision has resulted in. What has it led to? Be curious. Look at what worked about it. What didn't work about it? What would you do differently? And then, step number four take what's useful and leave the rest. Take only what you can use out of that evaluation of what worked, what didn't, and what you would do differently, and leave everything else behind. And then, The fifth way is to make the next best decision to give yourself permission to keep making new decisions based on the information that you have, who you want to be, the goals that you want to reach for, the impact you want to make, and keep going. The whole while Not making any of it mean anything about you personally, except that you are a person who makes decisions and moves forward towards the things you want to achieve in life. This is how we own our decisions. Not owning your decisions is equivalent to becoming a victim of them and robbing you of your power. It's not always comfortable but neither is feeling stuck or confused or a victim of your own decisions. So I have this bonus of three facts about decisions that may just make making them easier for you. One is to remember that everything is optional. You don't have to do anything. In most cases, we really want to, or we can stop if we just gave ourselves permission. One example is electricity. If you're telling yourself you have to pay your electric bill, the truth is you really don't, but you want to, because you love the convenience of electricity. You love what electricity can give you. The second fact is that there are no right or wrong decisions. We decide what is right and wrong and can change our minds about it. Right or wrong usually means desired or undesired outcome. But what if either way you will be okay? What if either way you learn and it informs your next decision? The third fact is the more decisions you consciously make, the better you get at making decisions. And since you make decisions all day, every day that impact your lives and those of the people you serve, this is a really good thing to get good at. So go make more decisions, and own them along the way. And the way you're going to do that is to acknowledge that you are making it freely with the best information that you have at the moment. You're going to remind yourself why you're making the decision. When your brain wants to offer you questions and second-guessing, just answer it by reminding yourself why you made the decision. Then you're going to not judge it. You will evaluate instead what worked, what didn't work. What would you do differently? Take the information from that evaluation and use what's useful and leave the rest so that you can finally make the next best decision. This is how we own our decisions. And you got a sneak peek on how. We're going to talk a lot more about the process of making decisions as we move forward. See you next week. And if you're ready to unlock your self-trust fueled success, join me at theselftrustcoach.com to take the free self-trust quiz. The self-trust quiz will help you identify the areas that may be holding you back and pinpoint where in the achievement process you can use a little extra TLC. Take the free self-trust quiz at theselftrustcoach.com. See you inside.